welcome to another Christmas time episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Craig. And I'm Todd. And we were looking at our big, huge, long list of uh, Christmas movies, horror movies this week, and one stood out to me, and I... This has been around for a few years. It came out in 2017. And I think initially I was kind of skeptical about it for reasons that I don't remember. But I was reading about it again this year, and it is a zombie horror comedy Christmas musical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a little something for everybody. (laughs) I know. And I thought, you know what? We've never done a zombie horror comedy Christmas musical before. No. Maybe we should give it a shot. (laughs) So after considering a theme month, (laughs) and then uh, deciding we better do our first one and see how much we like the theme. I know. uh, We just decided to go with this one, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I have to say that 2017's Anna and the Apocalypse is probably the best zombie horror comedy Christmas movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It was good. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just, you also liked it overall. It's not just, uh, that sounded highly qualified when you first said it. It's true. Now, honestly, I, I, I worry that I might oversell this a little bit. Oh, jeez, because you love musicals so much. I I just, I do. I, I, I love horror movies i love horror comedies i love horror christmas movies um and i i really do love musicals i mean stereotypes be damned Mm. (laughs) i'm a musical theater kind of guy and this fits it fits the bill but you're not a zombie fan no, I'm really not. You know, there have been there we have talked about a lot of zombie movies or at least a good handful and overall I'm not a huge fan. It's not my favorite sub category of the horror genre, but we've seen some that I've really liked and one of the ones that I've really liked is Zombieland, which is also a horror comedy. And this movie gets compared to that a lot. I think just because of the comedic part of it Mm. they're not really all that much alike but i i see the comparison but i would say that this is kind of a marriage between that and like high school musical and i say that yeah no it's true (laughs) having never seen any of the high school i've never seen any of the high school musical movies what my my impression what? of them is that they would be like this. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we are coming into this conversation and I am more familiar with High School Musical than you are. This kind of blows <laughs> my mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> I've never seen them. I've never seen them. I teach high school and I, I, I have been teaching high school for a long time. So, you know, I was around teenagers when those movies came out and they really liked them and they talked about them and high schools around our area were were doing them on stage and like I knew it was a thing I I just I I never got into it but anyway so Anna Anna and the Apocalypse (laughs) uh, 2017 movie written by a couple of guys these names made me laugh because it was written by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry, and it was directed by John McPhail. <laughs> and it's and it's it's set and filmed in Scotland, like with all these Mac and Mick names. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny, um, but no, it's it's uh you know uh, as far as zombie movies go, it's it's fairly typical. You know, it's yeah. a bunch of people, ordinary people. And then there's a zombie outbreak. This one happens to focus on primarily a group of high school students, seniors, most of them, I think. And, you know, in in the beginning, everything's just very normal. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. So I didn't know much about this. Did you know anything about it going in? No, but um, somebody on our website did request this. So sh- big shout out to Neil for requesting this as well. It just so happened that uh, we chose this film about a week before he requested it. So it's really nice to be able to have the ESP 
to be able to put something in the pipeline. That, That's right. <laughs> and do a request like that. We're really in tune with our listeners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can predict what they're going to request even before they request it. Maybe it has something to do with our time zone difference, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the future over here <laughs> from when we talk. Maybe. No, I agree with you, though. Um, I didn't know anything about this movie. I hadn't even heard of it, to be honest with you. But uh, that's probably because I was in China when all this came out. It was only in 2017, right? And uh, released in the U.S. like uh, in 2018. And so it's pretty fresh and pretty new. Uh, I was pretty excited to see, though, even though I hadn't heard of it, I was kind of excited about this whole concept. And I will say, having seen the High School Musical movie, the first one, multiple times, it it, it almost felt like High School Musical at some points. Like, the staging, of course it's set in a high school, but the way that the camera work is, and the kind of the humor and the way the characters are a bit carefree, especially during their singing. And honestly, the tunes are very much in the flavor of the High School Musical tunes, at least for the first half of the movie. It's almost without zombies anyway. (laughs) The first third, I guess, of the movie or so, before the zombies come on the Mm -hmm. scene, we get at least three songs. Yeah. And those are, all three of them are pretty much in the similar style to High School Musical. I I wouldn't say rip off because... I know a lot of musical songs do follow a similar, I don't know what you oh, call yeah. it, you know, like, way. <laughs> I mean, a lot of modern musicals anyway. You know, something that's not Rodgers and Hammerstein, uh, something that was made in the last couple decades, they do tend to have a certain feel or instrumentation. I, I don't really know what to, I can't really put my finger on it, but I bet you could. Oh, gosh, yeah. I studied musical theater in college, uh, and and... I, you know, having been a fan of musicals, I was actually kind of shocked to see that they do follow pretty rigid formulas, really. Mm. And the the songs here, you know, I, I could very easily identify, oh, here's the hero song. Oh, here's the I'm lonely, underappreciated and, <laughs> and, you know, want more out of my life song. Like, it is formulaic in that way but not in a bad way just in that's how musicals roll and i have to say that the thing that i was most pleasantly surprised about this movie was that it is a legit musical now when i read that it was a horror musical i thought oh okay well you know the high school band or you know, there will be a band at the dance that sings some songs or something. You know, like, there there will be music in it. No, this is a legit musical. Like, there are straight-up huge performance numbers. There and, and there are, you know, more quiet, introspective numbers. But songs galore. Like, every five maybe 10 minutes another song yeah from beginning to end it it, it never relents and i wouldn't say that it's you know some sort of masterpiece of musical theater but totally competent like the songs are great good and they further the story and they are fun to listen to like i might download this soundtrack and listen to it in the car like <laughs> yeah i have to say i was impressed and the lyrics are good uh, they're funny they, they get a little cliche at times i mean a lot cliche at times some of the lines in yeah. there but they're funny there's one in particular there were at least there's one really odd one called the fish rap which is two penguins in the play that actually comes up a couple times in the movie where they're singing about fish and that, that one was, was weird and hilarious. My favorite dish is fish, mother flipper, and I eat it for the hell of it. A nice bit of halibut. That's not the only fish they got. Mackerel. Mackerel. I could take more than a snack full. Salmon with some jam, and I could drink it by the tap full. Had it so Four weeks of lunchtime rehearsals. He's the trying. And uh, I think, was it, it's that time of year when... The one girl is in the musical, in the school, singing 
about Santa. It's like oh my a God. Santa baby song, but it's super crass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love Oh, that. my God. It was hilarious. And when we get to it, uh, that's the thing. As I was listening to the – or as I was watching the movie, I kept thinking, oh, Todd's got to put a clip of this in because we're never <laughs> going to be able to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a song. And it, then at one point I was like, well – he can't just put in the whole soundtrack. <laughs> as much as I want you to, it would take up the whole podcast. Yeah, and, and we get flagged on YouTube for copyright violation. It really is fun. It's fun music. The story is engaging. And the other thing that I really liked about this and really, really surprised me is that I thought they do an excellent job of characterization i did not expect at all to care about any of these characters i Mm. thought this was going to be a stupid silly you know zombie movie especially with the added element of the musical i expected it to be really cheesy and corny i didn't expect to care and i cried more than once (laughs) oh wow I can't say I cried, uh, <laughs> but I could see how you would and how maybe I in a different frame of mind would have as well. I'm, I'm a bit of a softie as well when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I agree with you. The characterization was very good, but for me, it was all still very... Uh, it's hard for me to take a musical... No, I shouldn't say that. It's easy for me to take a musical seriously. I don't know what it was about this that maybe it's just because it's so high concept. I mean, zombies, musical, it's very detached from reality. Mm -hmm. Musicals are already detached from reality. Zombie movies are already detached from reality. So it's like two extra layers of that. So it it got hard for me anyway to really get into the characters because I was always aware I was watching a really silly, goofy mashup kind of movie. I appreciated the character arcs and I appreciated the moments and I thought they were well handled when when somebody would die and almost everybody dies. <laughs> Spoiler I alert. Know. That was a that was a shock to me as well. I couldn't believe. <laughs> me too. I mean it, it, even at the end it almost seemed like maybe they were it, they threw a line or two in at the end that made it seem like a, a sequel might have been in their minds. But I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be two people, <laughs> I think, because <laughs> almost everyone else is dead. So it does pick people off. It's, it's very yeah. into the woods that way, isn't it? it? <laughs> it, it, it yeah, it, and, and it did surprise me. But ultimately, you know, I thought that it was in good service to the storytelling, as sad as I was to see some of these characters go. And I really was sad to see some of them go, more so than I expected to be. But hmm. uh I don't know. It got me. Anyway, getting into the movie, it opens up with this fun, poppy Christmas song that's like something like Christmas means nothing without you or something. And it's just a fun, upbeat, Mariah Carey type pop song. Fun. And our main character, Anna, and her best friend, John. And I'm not going to bother with the actors' names because they're all kind of up and coming. Plus, they're not American. I'm not familiar with them, so I, I can't say anything that they've been in. I don't know. But all talented, young, fresh actors. Yeah. But you've got Anna, who's a teenage girl, and her best friend John, and they're being driven to school by her dad. And it comes out accidentally that she has decided that she's going to put off going to university for at least a year to travel. And um, her dad is upset about that. And we find out that her mother has passed away. And the dad makes a comment like, what would your mother think of this or something? And, you know, obviously kind of upsets her, but she's determined. John, I lied. I'm going to say his name. He was played by a kid named Malcolm Cumming. And the reason that I mention that is just because I found him to be so charming. Mm. And I think that part of the reason was because I identified so much with him. He was this... He's not a bad-looking kid. In fact, I thought he was a very good-looking young man, but not the typical jock, sexy kind of guy that teenage girls are typically into, but he's clearly pining for his best friend. And that was the position that I found myself in in high school all the time. I had great girlfriends 
who I was secretly desperately in love with, but they weren't interested at all. <laughs> and and at some point in the movie, Anna gives John the "You're my best friend" talk, mm. <laughs> and I got that talk two or three times <laughs> in high school. <laughs> So I felt for this kid. He's cute. He's funny. He's a little bit dorky, but he's a nice guy. Anyway, um, and then we meet some other people. There's Steph. Steph has a cute pixie blonde haircut, and I suspected from the beginning that she was a lesbian, which it turns out she is, but is totally inconsequential to the plot. Yeah. And there's the headmaster of the school, Mr. Savage, who's a creepy power drunk guy. Yeah, super creepy. Who would ever put this guy in a position? What school board elevated this man <laughs> to where he is now? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm touching on a nerve but there. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> uh, and it leads up to the opening song, which is the the best I can describe it is the the opening song in Beauty and the Beast, yeah. the bell song, like, oh, I live in this little humdum-drum town, and I have these big dreams, um, but it's a big group number, and they all sing, Anna, Steph, and John all sing, and, like, the lyrics are, like, trapped in the moment, ready to fly, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little cheesy. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I was get. I mean, it's a musical, so it's going to be cheesy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Musicals are a little cheesy, but I, you know, it it was formulaic. It fits. It. This is the opening number of Breakaway, a musical like this. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the it's time to break away. Uh. Yeah. It, it's cute. Then we meet Chris. Chris is a budding filmmaker, kind of a nerd. Um, we meet Lisa. Lisa is the school ingenue. Um, she's going to be performing in the Christmas show that night. We meet Nick. Nick is the good-looking asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, very stereotypical. We find out that... I, I have in my notes used to date Anna, but I don't really think that's true. I think they just kind of hooked up once. Yeah. Lisa and Chris are a couple. And then, I mean, I swear, we're talking minutes between we have the next song, yeah. which this is the one that reminded me the most of High School Musical. They perform it in the cafeteria, mm. and it's called No Such Thing as a Hollywood Ending, and they all sing. You know, John is pining for Anna. There's, you know, a whole huge choreographed dance with all of the kids in the cafeteria. I'm not a princess, I I just hope my chance will come. Then I'm a problem, don't want to just wanna have some fun Cause no one ever tells you when you're young Love's not like the books, the films, or the songs We've been living a life for far too long And we're tired of pretending There's no such thing as a Hollywood of the characters sing about their situations and all of them seem to be longing for something. The only ones who are happy in the moment are Lisa and Chris because they're so in love <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. no, it's so high school musical that it literally ends with all of them standing with their fists in the air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming from a guy who hasn't actually seen high school musical, the fact that you still know that this is exactly how high school musical is kind of proves a point <laughs> yeah i mean i i've i've seen clips of it i've just never actually sat and watched it yeah at, at this point anna's walking through the uh parking lot and she bumps into a zombie but she doesn't notice mm-hmm. there's a little bit of this uh very very little bit of this that we got in Shaun of the dead where there's yes, a few yes. things happening in the background, but also they're playing with you a little bit. Like there's a moment where Anna stops in the hallway and you hear this 
which sounds a little bit like a zombie or monster or something uh-huh. behind her. And when she turns around, it, there's a woman, a girl with an inhaler. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> there, there are these little gotcha moments, just like Shaun of the Dead, where you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting for that moment when the first zombie comes in. Uh, and then it does. They do come in in a big musical number later. I actually thought that was very clever. Yeah, I mean, it's it silly but super clever because I was expecting her to turn around and see a zombie or something, but no, it is a girl with an inhaler. It was it was funny. Anna works in a bowling alley. That's established, and then we see the Christmas pageant mm. going on and that's when the penguin dance comes in so weird <laughs> and the song the song is called plenty of fish in the sea and it's all about how penguins enjoy eating fish it's so bizarre <laughs> and the, the kids it's just two kids <laughs> in these big penguin outfits doing this choreographed number Oh, my God. But it was so funny. And then Lisa sings her song, which is, like you said, kind of a Santa baby kind of song. Or um, I was kind of getting vibes of that scene in Mean Girls where they do the sexy uh, Santa dance. But it's full of innuendo. (laughs) I've warmed your milk and made your favorite snack. So come on over and unload your sack. Those reindeer up Cause you may be a while And I know what'll make you smile (laughs) (laughs) And then she has these hot, mostly naked Santas. Like, they're just in, like, these little, like, red hot pants and suspenders and Santa hats dancing behind her. And while it's very suggestive, it's also really cute. Like, I would die. Like, if I were sitting in an audience and some girl came out and did this song, I would die, and I would stand up and cheer at the end Mm. of it. It was so funny. Uh, we see that there are zombies outside the school. This is all, it's kind of a slow buildup. It's really slow, actually. It is. The story doesn't feel slow, but Mm-mm. this could just be another high school movie up about 30 minutes in, 35, 40 yep, minutes yep. in. Yeah, it's, it's, we're really just establishing character and situation here. And they subtly remind you, you know, there are going to be zombies. Just hold Wait on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few more songs to get through first. <laughs> yeah. And and then Anna and John get off work at their shift at the bowling alley, and there's a funny scene there. But they end up in this park, and they make snow angels together, and it's very sweet. And it's so obvious that he's into her, and that she's... <sighs> what I wanted to happen was for them to go through this experience and for her to realize what a great guy he was mm. and that they should be together. And it doesn't, you know? I mean, sometimes friendships are just platonic, even if one of you <laughs> wants it to be more. And that's what it ends up being here. But he's just such a sweet guy, and I, I was rooting for him. But anyway, my fa- I think my very favorite part of the movie is they go home and they go to bed and they wake up the next morning, and both of them... Uh, both John and Anna decide it's a new day and I'm going to be happy and it's going to be a great day and they both go out and they put in their earbuds and they do this big dancing down the street number and they are completely oblivious to the complete mayhem that is going on all around them. (laughs) Buildings are burning. People are jumping out of windows. Zombies are attacking everywhere. And they are completely oblivious. And they sing this upbeat, fun song about how it's going to be a great day and a new start to their new lives. And how they're miles away. (laughs) (laughs) They say that several. And I'm miles away. I'm like, yeah, you guys are miles away. (laughs) Oh, God. funny and they're there's it's so cute 
And like John had said earlier that he was going to start running to school so he could get more fit so he could like travel the world with her or something. And so he's jogging to school <laughs> and they end up they end up meeting, like coming together in the graveyard and they dance together. And <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then they finish their song. And a snowman. <laughs> and they... <laughs> the snowman. <laughs> Some guy in a snowman suit just stumbles towards him and plants himself face down. <laughs> she tries to roll him over. She's like, sir, I am a first aid attendant. I can help you. And she she turns him over and his face is all bloody and gross and he's growling and nasty. And these are, by the way, traditional slow-moving zombies. Yeah. These aren't uh, 28 Days Later fast-moving zombies. and So they can just basically kind of back away and, and express their confusion and shock and they back into the same park where they had been the night before and she uses a piece of playground equipment. I, I, I couldn't really tell what it was. It, it kind of looked like a seesaw or something but it's like it's on a spring or something, and she she pulls it back and has John lure the zombie towards them. And when she releases it, it snaps up and not <laughs> knocks the zombie's whole head off, and the blood is squirting out of the stump <laughs> on his neck all over them, and they're screaming. And then it just shows them sitting together, like what is going on? And he's like, "They're zombies," and she's like, "That's stupid. There's no such thing as zombies." And he points. He's like, "Yeah, because that's totally." normal and the zombie head is still alive and like growling and snarling (laughs) (sighs) it is also a comedy and it is very funny i mean i was laughing throughout it's it's good yeah and i was wondering up until this point if this was going to be a world where people knew about zombies you know was it going to be one of those things where they use the word zombie and they do Mm -hmm. it's also very established without anybody figuring it out they know that if some one of them gets bit they're gone yeah and like in a lot of these movies there's really no explanation for why this is happening yeah there's talk about and actually that was a little creepy right there's a little talk about how that some parts of town i think are under a little bit of lockdown because the flu virus this year has been a little more harsh than normal Uh, And that comes over the radio early on in one of the very first scenes when they're driving in the car. And she shuts the radio off just as the announcer is about to say, reanimate. So I guess the only implication here is that it's just some kind of mutated version of the flu virus. Oh, I know. And that was really weird to hear. Like, it's in the very first scene when they're in the car. The Center for Disease Control has recategorized the pandemic, first thought to be a super virus strain of the flu. It has now been determined to be a lethal pathogen, seemingly capable of reanimating. Oh, great. <laughs> this is exactly what I need to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it would turn your life into a musical, though. I mean, there's a there's an upside to everything, I suppose. Well, that's true. <laughs> For you. Um, <laughs> most of the people are, are holed up in the school because I guess after the uh, pageant, they realized that there were zombies, so most people have spent the night there. But Chris and Steph, Chris is the filmmaker, Steph is the cute blonde, um, they had been off shooting like a think piece about the homeless uh, in their town. But we find them hiding in the bowling alley, and, and John and Anna go there too because they, they need Wi-Fi. They, they want to see what's going on. The, the phone phones aren't working but they think maybe the internet is so they go there too they watch the news online and and they see that yes in fact this is going on but they hear that most they hear that most people are holed up in the school and that the military is going to be sending in rescue mission so they just hang out there and there's a funny scene where the two boys john and chris are like hanging out in the ball pit and they're talking (laughs) about celebrities and which celebrities are probably zombies they like (laughs) Uh, what about like Ryan Gosling and John's like doesn't matter that dude's cool whether he's alive or dead and then Chris goes what about Taylor Swift and John goes why would you say that (laughs) Tay Tay is fine don't say that (laughs) 
Oh, I thought it was funny. Then there's a zombie attack. The cleaning lady who had been there the night before is a zombie and attacks the girls in the bathroom, and Steph, like, smashes her head to the toilet seat. And this is a gory movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's scary. I, I-, I didn't think it was scary at no. all. But not appropriate for children because it is very violent and very gory. Well, that said, there's a lot of gore and blood, but there isn't a lot of very gory... Uh, what what should I say, effects. Like, as far as seeing something being driven through somebody's skull or seeing that moment where that head gets cut off, a lot of this violence, a surprising amount of it happens off screen or just outside of the frame or we see from the back, you know, what's happening in the front. Mm. I thought that was odd considering how much blood <laughs> and, and gore is being thrown around. And, you know, there's there's moments in the, like when they get attacked in the bowling alley, there's all kinds of funny stuff mm-hmm. like where the zombie ends up sliding down the bowling alley uh, and gets his head cut off by the piece of the machine that comes down to sweep the pins away. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the head ends up in the ball return. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of goofy stuff like that that uh even though for example that scene you don't actually see his head getting cut off. I get what you're saying. You're right. It's it's not as in your face as like Romero stuff for yeah. example but like in that same scene John takes two bowling balls and smashes a zombie's head oh, between them and you see all of that that's true you see the head get smashed in and the, the blood spray out mm-hmm. and it's practical effects and it looks good I mean I wouldn't necessarily say it looks real but it looks as real as a practical effect can look uh, and, and it's funny because he does it <laughs> and then he pukes because <laughs> it's so gross <laughs> this scene you know there's these four kids i guess in there at this point and they're fighting i don't know a whole bowling team of zombies and it's good fight choreography like yeah totally competent yeah it's good. i was really impressed the the director of this movie had directed i think one feature league film before and he had done um several shorts but you know, he's a relatively new director, and for a relatively new director, I thought that this shows a lot of promise. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, what I was going to say, going back to what you'd said earlier about it not being that scary, I think one of my main beefs of the film is that the zombie action is so sporadic, and it just utterly stops when it needs to. Whenever the kids need to get together and have a moment or sing a song, there's all the time in the world and no zombies in sight. And even when they're outside, and, you know, with a lot of zombie movies, usually it's like you're you're dealing with this really pressing ho- horde, you know, this real issue, like everybody's holed up in a shopping mall, or everybody's holed up in the house. Just a relentless horde, and it's constant running and trying to get away. Here, it felt like the zombies were pretty spread out, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, they're in the bowling alley, and once they fend off the dozen or so zombies that happen to break into the bowling alley, they've got plenty of time now to just sit around and wait and mm-hmm. look things up on the computer and then sing this song, which I thought was the one of the weakest. It, as a song, yeah. it was good, but fitting in with the plot, it almost didn't make sense. Agreed. It's a song called human voice where they're sitting there talking about how they need a human voice and it seems to be talking about how technology keeps people apart or whatever but none of them are isolated <laughs> they've they're all in groups together the parents are holed up in the school um these group guys are holed up in the bowling alley so it seemed a little premature in the plot for them to be sitting around singing about an isolation that they're not having. Well, it's true that they're not isolated, but they are separated from their loved ones. Um, And and that was one of the things that I liked in this song. Anna's dad is the janitor at the high school, and we've seen him, you know, and, and they've interacted. But we see him in this song laying down on a cot or something at school because it's nighttime at this point Mm. and there's you know destruction and death everywhere and he's just laying on this cot looking at a picture of her on his phone and he's crying and he sings too briefly in that moment um so anna and her dad are separated chris is separated from his girlfriend lisa and also he has this very elderly uh grandma who is with Lisa at the school because she had been at the pageant or or whatever. So, yes, they are 
together with people, but they are also still worried about the people that they love. And I and, and that's kind of the driving force of the movie yeah. because that's you know Anna and Chris especially are trying desperately to get back to the school because they want to be reunited with the people that they're worried about. And, you know, it's a silly zombie movie, but at the same time, there's a little bit of emotional impact there. When I saw the dad laying down and looking at a picture of his daughter on his phone and crying, like, that that's not one of the parts where I cried, but it tugged at my heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a kind of vulnerability that you don't often see in a character like this, right? Right. He's a widower, and he's seems to be doing all right, but a bit broken by it, and clearly very much loves his daughter, and uh, is also... I, he was kind of... Even though we didn't actually see much of him in the movie, he did have quite a role to play. Uh-huh. And, you know, just, again, a testament to the writing, you really felt like you still pretty well knew the guy and what he was going through. You know, there are just these quick little scenes where the, the principal at the school is basically putting him down as just a janitor Mm -hmm. and he stoically kind of handles that but you can see it hurts him and uh you know i mean it's really it's really interesting this actor is one of the most decorated in the whole movie production i think he's been in hundreds of things i think mostly over in britain but tv series out the wazoo and bit parts and all kinds of movies for decades uh, so if he looks a little familiar to you, yeah. Uh, he he reminded me, actually, of the father in Gremlins. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that song, though, if it had been about family separation, you know, that's one thing. But this, a whole song was about being separated by technology, and it just didn't quite fit. I thought it was shoehorned in a little bit. It seemed like oh, somebody wrote a you. song that, that kind of fit there, so they put it in. <laughs> it was the only song I felt was that way in the whole movie, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it was probably the weakest uh, of them all. But even being the weakest of them all, it didn't really bother me. But no, I totally agree with you. I just want to throw in a little something here. You talked about how the uh, headmaster is really derogatory towards the custodian. Now, my experience is limited because though I've been teaching for almost 20 years, I've been teaching in the same district for almost 20 years. So I can't say... Um, what things are like everywhere, but that's not the culture of my school. In my school, everybody recognizes that we would be completely lost without the custodial staff. The custodial staff is (laughs) an integral (laughs) part of of our runnings. So uh, it, it just... it. It didn't surprise me because I think stereotypically, you know, that's kind of a typical people look down on, you know, custodial workers or whatever. But in real life, we exalt those people because we know that we could not do it without them. So custodial workers out there, mad props to you. Uh, anyway, just wanted to throw that in. Um, when they wake up in the morning, they all sleep in the ball pit under the balls, which I thought was hilarious. And then they all wake up and come up out of the ball pit. And they look outside, and the army has arrived, but they're all zombies now, too. So they know that there's no rescue coming, but they still need to get to the school. And so they don't know how they're going to get through the horde, the small horde, as you've said. So they... <laughs> I thought this was so funny. The ball pit is actually just a, a somewhat large children's um, inflatable swimming pool. So they just dump all of the balls out of it and hold it over their heads. So it's just like their legs sticking out from under this pool. And anytime they see zombies, they just squat down. <laughs> so the pool is totally covering them so the zombies can't see them which i thought was so funny and at one point somebody peeks out and they're like oh my gosh it's a whole bunch of old people and so they're sitting under there and an old lady zombie sits on steph's head and then (laughs) she looks so annoyed she's the cynic of the group Anyway, and this old lady sits on her head, and then you hear peeing, and she's like, Is she pissing? Oh, fine. It's plastic. It's warm plastic. (laughs) (laughs) And then Nick, the sexy bad guy, and his friends show up. He's like the Negan of the group. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't watch that show either. But right, exactly. Uh, even down to the baseball bat. Yeah. No barbed wire around it, but with the baseball bat. And he sings a song about fighting zombies and <laughs> the lyrics like when it comes to killing zombies i'm the top of my class <laughs> and and the chorus is like i'm a soldier at war and there's this whole scene of him and his friends just gleefully killing zombies yeah it's silly and stupid but it's kind of funny and at the same time it makes you realize and this is not unique. I've seen it in other movies. These zombies definitely are a threat if they can get a hold of you, especially if a group of them can get a hold of you. But so long as you just kind of stay away from them, like, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're not going to run and chase you. Like You no. just kind of have to keep away from them. And if you want to be aggressive and fight them, I mean, they're slow moving. So you just go up to them and hit them over the head with a baseball bat, and they're down. Yeah. Then we cut back to the school and the penguins are eating a body. <laughs> uh, it's the last we see of the penguins. I wish they had just kept popping up because they're so funny. Uh, but the people at the school are planning to leave, but Savage, the headmaster, is losing it and is trying to convince them to stay. And that's when Anna gives John the you're my best friend talk and I felt bad for him. And then the teenagers, now joined by Nick and his friend, end up at like... I couldn't tell if it was like a mall yeah. or if it was just like an indoor Christmas tree. That was weird. Emporium or something. Yeah, they were at the an out. It was like an a, an outdoor shopping mall that obviously nobody was there, and there was some kind of very large, apparently Christmas tree warehouse emporium or whatever that they decide to go through. So it's like they're going through a a forest inside and sneaking through, and then uh, they don't get very far before their zombies pop out and get half of them <laughs> gets all of nick's friends yeah uh and then i think coming up is the scene that probably made you cry first oh okay you're right it totally is i i had in my notes that chris almost loses his phone and he explains to steph that the reason that he was so determined to keep it is because it has all of his um pictures and videos of his friends and family and she says they're alive and he says no they're not and you know it and you know that your family's not alive either and and it's just kind of a sad moment but they do get out and john and anna are having a cute cute moment but it ends with john spreading his hands out like ta-da and from around a corner a zombie grabs his hand and bites him and i was so sad yeah I loved that kid. He was my favorite character. <laughs> they know, of course, that that's it. Uh. Yeah. But that was a weakness of the staging of this movie is, you know, it's like they get through this emporium and they're beset by zombies and they get away and then they close the door behind them and suddenly they're fine. But there's a whole hallway or something out in front of them and they have their moment and as he spreads his arm out, a zombie just pops out of nowhere around the corner and bites his arm. Then they sit down and they have a moment. Like, where, like there's a, more zombies coming towards them, but they kind of don't notice them. It, and their friends come by, and then suddenly the zombies are there. And this was how a lot of the action was. You know, it was like zombie, zombie, zombies. Then inexplicably, we're safe for a while. We're not even paying attention to anything. And then we have these moments. And then, okay, zombies again, you know. It wasn't very realistic. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The way that I read it was that they were both so shocked and taken aback and dealing with the revelation of what this means that they just kind of became... Invisible? Uh, well, they be kind of became oblivious for just a second. Like, it's not like they sit there for a half an hour. Like, it's just a second where they're looking at each other and they both know what it means. And... Then the, the zombies, you know, it's a whole group of them kind of surrounding them coming up. And it looks like, even though Anna's got this big candy cane that she's using to kill zombies, which is kind of awesome, even though she's got that, they're approaching them so quickly and at such a short distance that it seems like they're doomed. But in the last minute, John, who is a big guy, a tall guy, taller than me, he grabs her and kind of... In, 
cases her in her arms and he turns his back to the zombie horde and backs through it so that they can't get a hold of her and once he has gotten kind of through it he whips around and pushes her away and then the zombies just take him down and are eating him and you hear him screaming and (sighs) yeah i don't know it's not like i was weeping but my eyes were definitely glistening (laughs) 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 it it was sweet and sad and and anna freaks out and you know i don't know like it, it it to bring her back Steph kind of shakes her and says, your dad's waiting for you. Mm. And it works. You know, she kind of, you know, she snaps out of it. And and then she leads the pack fighting through this zombie horde with her big candy cane. (sighs) And so they do. They get back to school, but they only find Headmaster Savage there. And he says to them very ominously, you'll be wanting to see your parents. You're very lucky because they are almost left and i'm like oh no Mm. what i expected to have happened here was for him to have released the zombies onto their families i thought oh my gosh this is going to get really dark really fast when they walk into a room and find all of their family members turned into zombies and and i thought that's what was happening because they do walk into the place where everybody had been and there are a bunch of zombies in there but as it turns out it's not all of their families what savage had done is to prevent them from leaving he had opened the doors and let the zombies in so everybody had to run away so everybody's split up now and he leads the kids back to this room and then locks them in with the zombies and sings his crazy villain song (laughs) which is also kind of stupid yeah but formulaic you know it's the villain song (laughs) haha nothing's gonna stop me now blah blah whatever from what i'm not sure i i mean <laughs> i guess he's just going crazy and and his character's dumb yeah i mean he he even looks dumb yeah <laughs> he's he's got like crazy hair and a crazy beard that looks like they glued it on and yeah. All my life they told me I would never succeed Put me down, controlled me, made me follow their lead Bought the lies they sold me for too long But now I'm finally free Nothing's gonna stop me now Nothing's gonna stop me now It took me time to blossom, I know But I'm all fired up and I'm ready to go Chris and Steph find Lisa, which is nice, but Chris's grandmother had died because she had a bad heart, not because she had gotten attacked by the zombies, and that's kind of a sweet little moment. Then, this part of the movie, God, I'm, this is the only part of the movie I'm mad about, and not because it's badly done, but because I just didn't like the story element of it, Mm -hmm. that Anna and Nick who's just a prick like and everybody says that throughout and it bothered me throughout the movie that nick was a total dick to john all the time and anna never said anything about it like if he really is your very best friend like maybe don't let your hunky jerky hookup guy belittle him all the time (laughs) that bothered me yeah but Anna and Nick have a heart-to-heart, and it turns out that Nick really is, a, you know, a sensitive person, too. And um, she's like, what did you ever do for anybody that wasn't just for yourself? And he's like, well, I had to kill my dad because he got bit, and he begged me to kill him, so I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he's also selfless because the zombies come, and he pushes Anna away and, and takes them on on his own. And it cuts away, you know, from him. He kind of starts to sing his zombie-killing song again. And... I could tell, you know, that the movie was trying to make it look like he was sacrificing himself, but I also knew that because we didn't see him die on screen that he would be back, and he is. It's all predictable. Uh, I know. And then, you know, a bunch of stuff happens, but Steph and Chris and Lisa have to try to get her car keys out of the headmaster's office, and Steph makes it in there, but then the zombies hear her, and so Chris and Lisa try to create a diversion, and what they do is they put on his videotape of all of their, you know, friendly good times before all of this happens on the TV to distract the zombies, which works, but then the zombies see them or hear them or something, and both Chris and Lisa get bit, and I just didn't expect it. I expected mm. a... Frankly, I kind of expected all of the kids to make it. I just thought it would be that kind of movie. But Chris and Lisa get bit, and they 
embrace knowing what's going to happen and Chris waves goodbye to Steph and she waves goodbye and just walks away. And as silly as this movie is, in these moments, it's actually really sweet. Like, Mm. I don't know, maybe you disagree, maybe you find it to be over the top, but I found these actually to be really kind of human, sweet, sad moments. Um, yeah, I think everybody had their moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess that's very musical, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Every character is going to have their song, and we've all got to kind of stop and take time to, to take it in before we leave them. And so, you know, that was kind of what was happening here, too. And maybe just because it was so formulaic like that, I was a little more detached from it. But I will say it was very well done. It didn't come across as corny and and, and cheesy or or bad. They looked like a couple that uh, were embracing their fate as zombies. And then there's a moment later where we see that room and peop- zombies are still, are still shuffling around. And those two are zombies and they're shuffling back and forth. But their hands brush each other <laughs> as they're going by. Oh, I thought it was sad. You know, it was super <laughs> sad, right? Well, like, like they, they, they walk right by one another, and it's like their hands just kind of brush, but it's almost like they, know. they linger a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the movie was trying to suggest that some part of their humanity was still there. I mean, they're obviously just lumbering zombies. They're not walking around hand in hand. But as they happen to pass, their hands kind of linger for just a moment. Yeah. Ugh. I liked it. And you mentioned (laughs) Into the Woods before, and I think that was a good comparison because in that show, in the second act, people that you care very much about and who have had redemption arcs die. Mm. It it is sad, and and I feel like that happens here too. Not necessarily redemption arcs. Chris and Lisa were very, very likable characters from the beginning. They didn't need any redemption, but uh, it's sad. Uh, Anyway, um, Anna ends up... she gets to the auditorium where the Christmas pageant or whatever had been, and so everything's still all set up. And there's a bunch of zombies in there, but Savage has her dad tied up with Christmas lights on the stage. And apparently the zombies aren't smart enough to figure out how to get up there. Apparently up there they're safe. But Anna, he... I don't know what Savage says. He challenges her or something. But she kneels down and and starts putting her hair up and sings the hero song you know the hero fight song at the end and it's like you know when you're called to the stage give them one hell of a show or something like that and i don't know if you've ever seen it but there was a a musical episode of buffy the vampire slayer that was amazing and there's basically this exact same moment where in that in buffy buffy you know has to suit up and fight all these demons while she's singing her hero arc song and i love that episode of that show well i love the whole show but i love that episode of that show and this was very reminiscent of it so i liked this too and she fights zombies while she's singing and savage duets with her eventually she jumps on stage and unties her dad and her dad fights savage which was very satisfying and the dad has the opportunity to throw savage to the zombies but he doesn't But when he turns his back, Savage goes to attack him again, and so Anna knocks him off of the stage to the zombies, and he gets eaten. And here's the moment where my eyes more than glistened. Anna is happy to be with her dad, and she says, we've got a car, we can go. And he looks very melancholy and shows her that he's been bitten on his leg, which I don't really understand when that happened. Did you... Did it happen and I missed it? I think during the fight, Savage had had him kind of backed up against the zombies at the edge of the stage. And I think we didn't actually see it happen, but I think the implication is that one of them must have reached out or gotten to his leg at that point. Okay. Yeah, I I, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't care. I I believed it. It happened, whatever. I just didn't see it, so I didn't know what happened. Um, But he's been bit. And so they have to say this sad, heartfelt goodbye. And it really is sad. And, you know, he talks about how proud he is of her and how proud her mom would have been and and she doesn't want to leave him but she says he has to and of course this is when nick shows up and the dad says well i'm not (laughs) i don't really love your boyfriend and she's like he's not my boyfriend and he's like well okay then that's a good choice (laughs) she asks if he wants her to kill him 
and he says no, and Nick says no, don't do it. Like, like Nick knows it wasn't a... <laughs> yeah, like it messed him up, so don't do it. So Nick pulls her away, and as she's being pulled away, the dad says, Merry Christmas, Anna. And she says, Merry Christmas, Dad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it killed me! It killed me! Oh. Uh, it's killing me again just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But they go outside, and there are zombies everywhere, and it looks very hopeless. Like, they're kind of surrounded. And they sing the sad, pensive, reflective end song. You know, and the lyrics are, Where is the light that used to shine? Where is the life that once was mine? But then the chorus is like, While there is hope, while I still breathe, I will believe. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it looks like the two of them are going to get, you know killed by these zombies and then and that's when we see the montage of zombie lisa and nick in the lounge or whatever and then we see zombie john sitting back in that mall where they were before which again made me sad and he accidentally he's he's been wearing this ugly christmas sweater throughout and we know that it lights up but he only did that for a second earlier but in this moment like as his zombie arms are flailing around he accidentally turns it on and he kind of looks down and looks at it and uh that mm. broke my heart too and <laughs> we see the dad die looking at a picture of anna on his phone it's all very kind of depressing yeah. and, and the zombies are approaching but it starts to snow and it's you know it's like the magic of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph rips around the corner of her car and picks, like, slams on the brakes and looks at them through the window and says, Boom! Saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> and they get in the car, and in the background, quietly, you start to hear that song from the beginning uh, that No Such Thing as a Hollywood Ending playing. And, and Steph says, What next? And they all just kind of look at each other, and they just keep driving. A Merry Christmas banner flies across the scene, and then zombie Santa pops up in front of the camera. And then there's a super, super cute animated credit sequence that kind of, you know, shows basically the events of the movie. But it's animated in Christmas special style. Very cute. And then it's over, and dude, I did not expect to like this as much as I did, but at this point, I'm kind of pissed that this came out in 2017, and I've only, I'm only seeing it now. Hmm. And I thought about, because my, my partner is big into musicals too, but I thought, you know, this is probably going to be stupid, so I didn't watch it with him. But I got a half an hour into it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he would like this. And by the time I was done with it... I went back and talked to him, and I'm like, we're going to watch this, and you're going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to showing it to him now, because he loves Christmas movies. In fact, he told me the other day that he thinks that Krampus may be his new favorite Christmas movie. Really? Which made me really happy. Wow. But anyway... I can understand if you if you're not a fan of musical theater, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy this movie because it is a musical. It is a legit musical. Um, but if you do like musical theater and if you like horror comedy, this it's gold. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that I was just going to have to let you do all the talking for this episode, <laughs> <laughs> which is a huge change from usual. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I I love musicals too. I, I I'm not into them like uh, you know I don't keep up with the newest ones, but I do love musicals. I've seen a lot of them on TV and movies. I've seen a lot of them on stage. Um, you're right. This is first and foremost a musical second a comedy third a holiday movie and fourth a horror movie Mm -hmm. the horror of the situation is you know again in in another musical these these characters this guy would die from cancer you know this person would have to go away forever right it's very formulaic and uh it's just layered over with the disaster besetting everybody is the zombies so right. in that respect, um, it's fun to watch uh, the zombie aspect of it. If if you're really hoping for that, I mean, like I said, it's not scary, and there's not a lot of tension there when it comes to the zombies. But it is gory and very inventive with the uh, 
staginess of the scenes and the fight sequences are good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the dance sequences are good and the music is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to win major awards, but no. one or two of those songs, you know, would probably make it into my playlist. They're catchy and, yeah. and fun. Gosh, that time of year. I think it's called It's That Time of Year, that song that she sings about Santa coming down and emptying his sack. Uh, that will definitely make it into my Christmas playlist for sure. So <laughs> you get nothing else out of this movie. So we got to we got to thank Neil for the request. Yeah, like you said, a good discovery this year, this holiday. We're doing pretty well so far for holiday movies. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. This year. Well, and and I I really firmly believe that like Krampus, which has become you know an a, an annual tradition in our house, I think this will too. We really enjoy you know the holiday movies horror comedy whatever you know sweet we're we're into that kind of stuff and uh, this totally fits the bill i really believe we'll be watching it probably every year for a long time and i really enjoyed it and listeners if you haven't seen it it's available on amazon prime i think it's available on another streaming service too i don't remember one thing to mention the version that i watched on amazon prime is the U.S. cut. There was a European cut that had a few more minutes, but there's also a Blu-ray cut that has like 15 additional minutes and I think a couple of extra songs. And I may want to look into that at some point. But even the the version that's available widely online, you know, that's the one we talked about today. It's great. I highly recommend it. And I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back with you next week with one more Christmas movie. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, please feel free to share with a friend, recommend us, leave us a review, comment, start a talk discussion with us, you know, on Facebook. You can private message us. You know, we get private messages all the time. We try to respond to those as much as we can. Um, We love hearing from you. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. We have a website. We've got a Facebook page. We're on all of the streaming services, Google Plus, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. So, until next time, I'm Craig. And I'm Todd. With two guys in a chainsaw.